the Groove with Scotty Dubler. Friday, March 4th, 2022, episode number 217, my final Off the Groove episode. The checkered flag is out. Yeah. Checkered flag is out. Two one- Next time by, this is over. Well, for me. That's it. 217, the area code for Central Illinois of all places, Springfield, Jacksonville, Champaign, Urbana, and Danville, but I like it. 217. 217. I love me some Illinois. Yeah, three digits are tough, man. I I was easier when it's just two. Well, there'll be some like. We're starting with a two. There'll be some riders that have three digits that come up every once in a while, I think. But yeah, uh, if we get to Ferran Cardoose, be 377. But uh, man, I mean, that's that's in like two years from now. Who knows what the hell's (laughs) going to be going on in two years from now? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I did see that Ferran is racing the entire season this year. That's awesome. I love to see that, man. Um, Look forward to seeing how uh, how he goes for a whole season, man. And uh, I mean, did he? He hasn't finished a whole season yet, or completed a full season, though. He's only come for like a month or two, and then he has to go back because of the the visas and all yeah. and all that fun stuff. So it looks like they're he's doing what you know, like Maxwell has and Oliver Brindley did in the past, coming over for the whole season. Uh, I'm sure he's given up a lot of stuff over there in Spain. He's a Spanish flat track champion. Yep, but he wants to be an American flat track champion. AFT. He could do it. I mean, uh, he had a run of races there last year where he was, you know, up there in the mix. So uh, there's no doubt in my mind that he can run up front throughout the year, and especially those uh, those TTs. He's always competitive uh, for the wins. So um, look forward to seeing Ferran go for a full season. There's a couple people that are, are racing a full season this year that have never done that, and I look forward to seeing how that pans out. But, yeah, good stuff. Johnny Lewis comes to mind. But uh, let's talk about what else – <laughs> so what else is going on? We just did a podcast a couple uh, days ago, so not a lot of news releases. We're recording this on Monday. Um, in the last couple hours, uh, you know, Colby Carlisle, uh, I think that was announced on Friday. He is going to be in the production twins class on a Las Vegas Harley-Davidson XG750. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I, I didn't, I did, like, at the end of the last year, I never would have guessed that Colby would be on a Harley-Davidson, but that's how this sport works, man. Sometimes, uh uh, crazy things happen in the off season, and you come back with a different ride with a different perspective. Look forward to seeing how he goes on those Harley Davidsons, man. Has he ridden Harley before? I don't think he has. I'd, yeah. I'd have to ask him, but I've, I don't think I've seen him race one in the American Flat Track. So I yeah. think he pretty much went from singles to 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 the Estenson team, moving up to the uh, you know the Yamahas, and then onto the Twin Yamaha. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, look forward to seeing how that goes for sure. Um, Harley Davidson, man, and those production twins, they're going to have a, a decent amount of riders, I think, right? I think so, too. And what's what's good about that is if they finish in the top four in the main event, they can ride and move up and race the super twins main event as well. That's going to be Carter, That's going to be hard on equipment. It's going to be hard on riders. It's going to be hard on, the, hard on the teams, hard on everybody. But um, if you're trying to make a name for yourself or if you want to make some extra money, jump on in. You said hard on like seven times. I did. <laughs> that probably won't make the podcast. Man. Your face turned pretty red. I don't think I've done that yet. I got that there at the last episode. It's pretty good. Um, sorry, I had to get that in there. You just said it like seven Man. times, and I, I, I like the first three. I was like, okay, but you get hard on. Hard I know. I, 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 like, oh, yeah, I saw you. I started laughing. I started laughing. I was like, he's got to tell me about something. That'll be cut out of the out of the. It's podcast. gonna be very difficult for a lot of folks. All right, on to the next thing here. What do we got next? The next thing that this one surprised me, Corey Texter announced this is his last full season American flat track. He's going to step aside. I mean, he he's not too old for our sport, but, you know, things happen. Life happens. He's got a little boy that's trying to start racing. Uh, he's racing some PW50s already, and he's a very young age. He looks like he's very talented. 
but Corey Texter is going to take a step back and uh, focus on his his life and, and what his future holds. I totally missed that. That's uh, that's pretty cool, though. I mean, that's it'll be fun to see uh, what he does in his final season. Um, interested why why he wouldn't want to like stick around and, and run once they combine the two. I mean, I think that that would be interesting to see having won so many championships in that production twins class how he do when they do combine the classes. But you know, when you're done, you're done. I, if anybody understands that, I understand that. There you go. <laughs> And, and you know what? Sometimes you don't have a say-so how you walk away from a sport, or especially this sport. Uh, I think he's made the announcement now. He'll be in a happy place. He what? He's going to be hard to beat. G and G, they're dialed in. Those Yamahas are fast. Uh, he he can he can repeat the championship and be a three-time champ in the production twins if he uh, if he has another good season. And I don't think I don't see anything stopping him. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, in the beginning when they started this production twins class, you know, Yamahas weren't anything close to competitive in in that class. But I mean, they've made strides over the year. They've won a couple Super Twins uh, races. So I mean, I don't know. It, but yeah, I mean, and championships, two yeah. championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see um, what happens and who takes that ride uh, for 2023. But yeah, I mean, it, it's one last one last season. That'd be cool. Yep, and then the uh, last thing that was that we have in our notes that was announced uh, early on Monday is American Flat Track announced who their uh, who the uh, broadcast this announcers will be. This is a big deal I- that I'm ready to talk <laughs> about, dude. Like, this is you keep like it's into how long have you wanted to be doing something like this? Talk about this for a minute. Uh, you know, as a kid growing up in Oklahoma, I never fathomed doing anything like this at any, anything in my career. I I just I thought I'd be a racer. Uh, things changed. I'm not a racer anymore. Started pick, I picked up a microphone, and uh, you know, I just, it's led me to this. I've done some stuff on ESPN uh, for Flat Track. I've done some stuff. I've done the X Games a, a few times, but this will be my first full season to do uh, on TV. Uh, FS1. It's pretty cool. I get to work with Ralph Shaheen. I've watched him on TV for a long, long time. I've I've known him for a while now. It's it's going to be fun to sit next to him, listen to him learn as much as i can take notes uh i think what he's so he's so refined that going in and out of break is just natural it's 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 he doesn't have to think about it and i'm gonna try to learn as much as i can i want i want to drive the ship you know but they're bringing him in to drive the ship i'll be i'll use my expertise as a former rider i think we'll be able to bounce things off of each other they didn't kind of label us as as play-by-play and color analysts they kind of just are putting us in there together and we'll see how the how how it comes out. I just I, I don't know. We don't know exactly what each one of us is doing. I don't know if I'm still going to be doing the starting lineups. I don't know any of that stuff. But we're recording the tape, and I'll be doing TV stuff. So I'm excited about that. I am excited. I was trying. I I try to downplay everything because it's not all about me. But um, it is big. I mean, it is big, and I appreciate that, Carter. So yeah, I'm excited. Big, it's a big deal. Nervous. Wait. Ready? Don't be nervous. You'll be fine, dude. You've had a, a more experience in this than uh, than a lot of people. And I mean, when you think about it, I, I don't. You probably called a lot more races than Ralph Shaheen, even though Ralph Shaheen's a badass. <laughs> I mean, that dude knows TV, and like you said, you'll mm-hmm. learn a lot of things from that guy. Um, but I think he'll learn from you too, and, and you're going to help understand the the flat track side of things. Not that he doesn't know flat track, um, right? But yeah, I think you guys will play very well off each other, and then throw Kristen Beat and. Uh, and Ricky uh, Rackman in the mix. I think those are going to be some uh, pretty cool um, broadcasts to watch for sure. And I mean, it's it's come a long way um, in a short amount of time. So I'm stoked to see how they those broadcasts look this year on uh, on Fox. Absolutely, Ricky will be just a part time. He announced a yeah. couple of weeks ago that he was you know walking away. 
Uh, he does have some NASCAR stuff. He did some stuff out at, at the L.A. Coliseum because he's from L.A. Yeah. So he got to do that. He's going to do, I think, Dover and a few others for NASCAR. And he does the live some of the live event stuff and hyping the crowd and driver intros at NASCAR. So uh, that, he's been doing that for like 25 years. So he loves flat track. He will be at six rounds. He will be at the opening two rounds down in Volusia. I know he'll be in Kansas City at the I-70 race, but I'm not sure which other ones he'll be at just yet. So. Good it's going to be cool to get the three amigos back together, throw in uh, Ralph Shaheen. Unfortunately, Brad Baker's not coming back. Um, and, you know, that, that happens. It's, it's a hard part of our sport. You know, like like we talked to Mike Turner last night, and sometimes you have to make changes, and it's hard to let some people go and bring other people in, and it has to be done sometimes, unfortunately. Yeah. I found out this winter. I got I got replaced in arena cross. Yeah. You know, so it, it happens to everybody. Uh, unfortunately, and it, it could happen to me at any point as well. But uh, yep, it's just it's just gonna be a little bit different this year. So uh, you know, not all news is good news. Some some news comes with some some repercussions too. But yeah. um, I know a lot of the fans are not happy, and and I understand. I mean, a lot of people. I love Brad. I love Brad Baker. Um, I was there with him from the get go. Like he came to his first race in Minnesota after his injury. We put him in the booth and tried him out. Brought him in two years ago. He had two full seasons with us, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe three. It's I don't know. Time flies. But, it's all running uh, together. You know, well, the is, last two, three is, years have been a little different than most years. So <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, throw COVID break. in the mix. Start halfway through the year. Uh, but, no, Brad was good. And, you know, uh, I, I I loved working with the guy. And he, he is a great guy. He's still a friend of mine. We, we just had a, a long conversation last week, uh, you know, and, and we'll, we'll remain to be friends. It's just we won't be working side by side, elbow to elbow. For a little while one thing i know uh is that guy has a passion for the sport he ain't going away he's going to be around in some capacity and and what i found time and time again in my career and seen it in many other careers when one door closes mm-hmm. another one or another five open so um i'm sure he'll be just fine and i think uh he'll he'll definitely be good um but yeah i mean i think you know there are some people that'll be vocal and, and will miss him but that's to be expected for sure what what i hope happens is i know he's gonna he'll help ron carduce you know, him yep. and Kevin Anderson, Vanilla Cycles will all help for on Carduce. But he still is is working with the Indian. I, I love the Indians kept him on board. It's kind of like a rider coach uh, for the factory Indian team, you know, Briar and Shayna. Um, I hope I hope with this, maybe he'll have a few more weekends to get in his uh, his little race car, you know, and and get that sensation that, that he needs. I mean the the, the, the the feel of a race, it's it's hard to be it's hard to replace that. The microphone did that for me for quite a few years after I stopped racing. I mean, it was still exciting. Uh, still get excited to go do stuff and, you know, turn that microphone on. It's kind of like turning your motorcycle on. Uh, you know, it's it's the thrill, the, a different kind of thrill. But yeah. uh, hopefully he can get some seat time in his race car uh, and, and have a good time. Good stuff, man. Uh, you teased it a little bit there, uh, saying that we talked to Mike Turner. Uh, but do you want to get oh, into this week's episode? I did. Yeah, we might as well. So uh, this is one of our patrons, and again, th- thanks to all of our patrons for you know supporting this podcast for for as long as you all have. We appreciate it. But uh, we had the Turner boys on, and I say boys because there's there's some youngsters. Those are grown ass men. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a youngster <laughs> in the mix, but he's a grown ass man. There man. is, he there is, boy. there is. So we had the Turner race team on. So Thank we you. thought we might as well have the head coach in there. Let's put in the owner of the team, Mike Turner, and. I can't wait to talk to this guy. Dude, uh, he he never holds back. He never pulls any punches. He's a, always a great interview. And uh, yeah, it'd be good to hear what what he thinks about the uh, 
the year that he had last year, and most importantly, 2022. Scotty Dubler. I was looking for the owner of one of the powerhouse teams in American Flat Track, and this number came up. Oh, they gave you the wrong number? <laughs> <laughs> this was the, this was the top number. There were some other ones down there. I didn't really recognize them, but what's going on, bud? <laughs> How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, had some ice racing going on last weekend. Talked to your three boys on the uh, the new squad last week on the podcast, and and we was like, you know what? We might as well have the boss man on because we haven't had John for it's been almost one year to the date since we had John, and what a year it was! Yeah, it was, buddy. We had a great year, dude. It was awesome. Yeah, man, we did. We well, uh, just, just, did a lot of good things. Well, just like everything, you know, there's there's good things that you want to remember. And, of course, there's some things you want to forget. You got a brand-new stable riders for the 2022 season. We're going to get into that in just a second. But before we get into that, um, I, I got to know. Let's talk about 2021 just a little bit. Do you want to start with the easy questions or you want to start with the hard questions? Because I know you don't hold back. Nah, I start with the hard. It's fine. The hard ones? All right. So we're going to go straight <laughs> to the low lights. I know – you know, this was beaten around like a like a dead horse, but we never got your side of the story. Some things went down at the Springfield Short Track. Uh, the the most apparent one, Wiles was out. The altercation with Dallas Daniels and and one of your riders. Uh, we like I said, we pretty much beat that to death, but we never heard your side of the story on either ones. Uh, you don't have to get into into it deep, but is there anything that you would like to add to either one of those two storylines? Ah, uh, man, you know, I, I'll be honest with you with the, the thing with Henry was a little, little shocking, came out of left field a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. don't, you know, just wish him all the best in the world. Nothing, no hard feelings. Um, kind of left us a little bit behind. So, uh, we had our up and comer and, uh, we just rolled his bike over there to chase and said, show us what you got. And he sure went out there and showed us what he got, put himself on the team that night. And thing with Dallas, I mean, you know, it was a racing incident. Everybody's got their opinion on it. You know, they did what they did. You know, we might not agree with the ruling, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, Dallas is a good kid. Got, you know, a lot of respect for his family and for that team. So it was all good. The next day we all talked it out and it was, it was fine. You you know what? To me, Mike, I've been in a sport, you know, 49 years, my whole life. It was a racing deal. It was a short track. So I think I think we've all talked about that enough. And, you know, Chase earned his spot on the seat. So let's go to the highlights. That was the only low light out of all of 2021 that I could find for the Turner Honda team. So in my eyes, that's that's great. So the highlights, uh, the easy stuff. Um, Bruner finishing fifth in the points, seven top fives, back-to-back wins at Sacramento. Were you proud and were you happy of the way Bruner rode your Hondas? Oh, absolutely, man. Trevor's a good kid. Got and, you know, probably one of the most talented kids in the paddock. And it, we were there's no doubt we you know we struggled for the first part of the year and then we started finding our groove and then uh, you know, with um the things that happened in Springfield and stuff kind of turned our team around, you know, kind of uh solidified us all. And the whole team came together. It was a whole team effort, but I mean Trevor's one heck of a kid and he's one heck of a rider. And, you know, we're still friends to this day. And, and yeah, he, he did a great job. I know the, the crazy highlight from Oklahoma city that caught everybody's attention and he rebounded like that, like it never even happened. So, uh, that was amazing all in itself. Uh, another, 
I guess, uh, highlight you kind of touched on. Chase jumps on the, the 17 bike there at the Springfield Short Track, uh, goes out there and beats all the pros in the All-Star Pros class, you know, at the Springfield Short Track. So you had an eye on the amateur riders and now supporting Chase a lot, uh, you know, as his last year as an amateur. Um, I'm going to ask you a tough question, kind of, sort of, but I just want to know your your thoughts, but how— how are you still watching amateurs right now? And how far down the road are you looking? I mean, are you looking like, you know, tell me about how you keep an eye on the amateurs and, and what are you looking for? Yeah, man. So I hit, you know, we do a lot of the, uh, we do a lot of the, you know, outlaw races and stuff. Um, Robbie Bobby stuff, Jeff hires his stuff, Steve Nace's stuff, the RVA thing in Richmond's, you know, huge for me because it's my hometown. And we get to be around the amateurs. You know, we went to the amateur, you know, down to the coin early to help chase and looking mm-hmm. around. So, yeah, I definitely do have my eye on, on especially one. Um, I'm going to keep that under my hat for right now. You know how the paddock is. Okay. Yep. <laughs> but there are some really, really strong kids coming up, man. And I, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm, I'm, I really am kind of stoked about it. The uh, amateur scene right now and the riders and all the way back to, 85s there are some kids that are just phenomenal phenomenal yeah yeah and and you know what that what i've seen too and i've been doing the amateur nationals for for quite a while work you know especially working for steve nace is i haven't seen any dirty riding i haven't seen any uh poor sports i haven't the the group of kids that are coming up right now are top notch uh absolutely man i mean you know if the, it, the the future for the sport couldn't be brighter I know we got some stuff to get over and, you know, get back on our footing, you know, get on a solid footing again going forward. But I got to tell you, man, the kids coming up, um, the single class to me is just going to keep getting better and better and better, especially with these kids coming up. And you got guys, like I said, going back to 85. So what is that, four years from now? I mean, there are some phenomenal, phenomenal kids, man. It blows my mind how talented these kids are. Absolutely. I think what helps too is, you know, they're starting on DTX bikes. When they get to the 450s, they're already, they feel like they're right at home. Just a second ago, you brought up uh, Virginia. How how much did it mean to you being from Virginia to bring flat track racing back to Virginia, not just once, but twice in 2021? You know, man, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't, I, getting that thing kicked off, that was Hacker and Nickens, man. And um, when Nickens hit me up about it, God, I was just so stoked, dude. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, and the crowd itself, you know, the turnout we had for that first race was just phenomenal because there hasn't been any flat track there in a while. And for me personally, man, to take my whole team there as a pro, you know, as an owner of a pro team and Mm -hmm. go back to my roots where everything started for me in flat track, God, that was just a, a blessing. And my whole family's from there. I mean, I don't know. I had, I had a hundred, 150 people there just in family. And wow. Right. Yeah. You know, and the way they do that, they put on their show and you got Nickens and hacker and those two guys, you know, they, they were great riders coming up and they put on a great show and, you know, I'll be back again this year, bud. Right on. It, it was, it was, you know, they drove the ship, but you kind of fueled the ship for them. I mean, you helped out, you supported the race and you were a big part of it. I know, like I said, it was their race, but you helped it get back there. I know you did. Well, yeah, I did. But I mean, it was more of, you know, helping those guys out and, you know, getting my family involved and putting the word out and stuff like that, calling all the people that I knew and, you know, and, and I think bringing my whole team there, you know, for our first race, I think that helped out, you know, brought a lot of amateurs there and there's a lot of the amateurs I support. 
some of the you know guys that I used to support like Cameron and all them came. I mean, and it just turned out to be a great race, a great little track, great turnout, and you know, for me, it just touches the heart. I mean, it, you know, it's like you in Oklahoma, man. You know how it is. I, that's where right. I started at, and even now, I mean, I can't wait to go back this year. To be honest with you, <laughs> I really can't. It's, I know it's a little short track, it's a little small track, but just the whole ambiance of it, man. The turnout we've had, the racing has been phenomenal there, and. You know, it really hasn't been uh, all that good to me, to be honest with you, because me and my family keep putting up all this money for qualifying and dash for cash, and I keep losing. <laughs> <laughs> well, dangle that carrot, you know, and, and people are gonna step ups, you know. So yes, sir. While we're talking, yeah, while we're talking about Virginia, it's been a minute since there was a national there. I think the last one I remember was either the Mega Mile or Saluda, and both were were impressive in different ways. Uh, do you think there's a, a chance of bringing a, a, a national, an AFT national back to Virginia? And if so, where do you think we should go? Man, I mean, for me, I want to go to Saluda. I mean, you know, of course, my bikes are on the miles. You know, we, we're, we're phenomenal on the miles. But Saluda, that would be the best thing. It's closer to town. Get more turnout. Phenomenal track. And it's closer to, you know, it's in that Richmond kind of area right there. And that's going to be a great turnout. Mm -hmm. But if AFT don't try to go back there, they're crazy. You get a phenomenal turnout. And that track is fast, man. I just, I just remember it was so fast. (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's, let's transition into 2022, or shall we say the next two to three years, depending on how long these contracts are with these riders. But like we, at the start, we just mentioned there are three new riders on the team, you know, that, like I said, a powerhouse team. Um, I guess first question is, how did you pick these three particular riders? Well, I mean, with, uh, you know, of course with Chase, you know, we've been watching Chase since I've came back into the sport. Um, one of the first races when Kobe came, I got delayed and we had, you know, Robbie Bobby had that race in Pensacola and I said, Chase showed up and he was whooping folks. So I kind of had my eye on him and then, um, you know, made the move to sponsor him last year in his amateur career. And then, you know, me and Biggs were looking at it. And to be honest with you at Springfield, I just he jumped right on that bike and went at it, dude. I mean, he's just a beast. He's an elbow dropping beast. So that was a no brainer and his family, great family, you know, and that's another thing we really looked at this year who came along with it. His family is phenomenal. His dad's a great guy. His mom's wonderful people. Then Morgan, I mean, you know, Morgan just had a phenomenal year and I've always liked that kid. You know what I mean? He got a great personality, great look. And we got to pit next to each other a lot, got to talk in and stuff like that. And, you know, he's just never had that shot. So I really wanted to get him that shot. I mean, he was kind of the first domino to fall. And then, in, you know, I heard some rumors. And then in Charlotte, you know, I started talking to Dalton. And, you know, it wasn't right away. Had We had some other interest in that last seat. And then we ultimately sand, um, sorry, uh, landed on him. And uh, to be honest with you, man, it's been a godsend. Those, ki- those three kids together are phenomenal. They get along great all the talent in the world. And we just wanted something different this year. We wanted to, you know, not just talent, but a great vibe and the people that come along with them. So, you know, the first domino to fall was getting cool Beth. Kenny cool Beth to us was just a big, big addition. And we had to get that done. We got that done. I kind of set everything off and, you know, you got to give all credit to Brian Bigelow because, you know, he was in it every step of the way. He's the one that really, you know, wanted to bring Kenny on. We tested with Morgan. He gave his final approval for Morgan. 
Springfield. He just looked at me and told me, Chase is the kid. So as a team and those guys that they brought, I mean, Morgan's bringing Mark Muth, one of the finest human beings in the sport. Um, you know, yeah. And then, you know, you, you get Robbie Bobby. So we're gonna have fun all year with Dalton. That's going to be great. And then, uh, mm-hmm. we kept Troy Barber, we kept Troy Barber on and, uh, him and him and Chase started, you know, vibing really good together and down in Florida, it worked out really well. So, uh, we're going to have those threes right there and, um, looking forward to going after that championship this year. Absolutely. So Kenny was one of my bullet points here to ask you about sure. how hard was it to con- convince him to come? You know, he was a, a, a co-team owner in the super twins class, uh, destroyed everything at the final race of the season. I saw some parts were for sale and I didn't know if he was just walking away. So how hard was it to convince him to come play with the Turner Honda boys? It was hard. I mean, he was, you know, he's, he's, he was loyal to Sammy and you know, he, um, uh, it was, it was difficult, man. It was difficult, but, um, and I had to play some dirty pool, had to get hacker involved. So him and hacker are big buddies, <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, we wanted to feel it out, man. I mean, you know, you know, we're different people, you know, over here on this team than he's, you know, might've been used to, but I'll be honest with you, man, we got down to testing and started just hanging out together and talking and, man, him and Brigolo get along great. And the way they divided up, you know, the, the team and which each one's roles is to be honest with you. I think I hired myself out of something to do. I don't have anything to do now. <laughs> well, so, so that, that means now you're like, you can sit back and watch from and, and kind of take a step back. Right. That's a great place to be. Yeah, it kind of is. It's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of birthed it, birthed this baby a little bit and, you know, now the guys that taking it over and that need to take it over, to be honest with you, I can't, I, I you know, only thing I bring to the table is, you know, trying to put stuff together and helping the best way I can. But I mean, it's really mm-hmm. Bigelow running everything without Bigelow. We, you know, this team doesn't exist to be honest with you. And now with Kenny coming on board and then, you know, these guys that came with these riders, I mean, that was one of the, some of the reason we went after some of these riders was because of who the mechanics were and the people they brought. And I mean, it's just, I, I can't say enough about the team, man. It's just really, yeah, I get to sit back and enjoy the spoils a little bit. Yeah, it's it's going to be an awesome year. I, I said probably when the team was announced, I, I said on the podcast that I it would not surprise me one bit if every one of your three riders wins at least one race. And I, I was serious. I think they all can. I agree. I really agree. I really agree. I think that, um, you know, Chase has got his strong points. Morgan and Dalton are, you know, very similar with the tracks they like. So I think we got three bullets in the gun and that, you know, it helps on all the disciplines we got coming up. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of look ahead to the tracks that we had coming on who, you know, you know, kind of hearing where we were going to go that helped with our decision Mm -hmm. a lot. So, yeah, I really do. I don't doubt whatsoever that, that any one of these guys can win, you know, um, it's just going to be disciplines of the track, you know, what track surfaces we're at. But I think we got something that uh, we can rely on this year to be consistent. Absolutely. So two years as a team owner, you've seen a whole lot in those two years. Heading into year number three, are you happy as a team owner? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, personally, yeah. In the sport, I think, you know, there's some stuff we can work on. That, 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 that can be said with anything. I'm really happy this year we're going to the Springfield Mile. That was uh, a huge for me. Um, I know there's a lot of controversy around it, but you know, it's always been my dream to be on the Springfield mile. And, and, you know, I think it's a smart move. It's going to be dangerous and we're going to have to figure it out. But, 
you know, if, if we're pros, man, this, this, this class is, let's be honest, you know, it's really putting on the show here lately and it's, it, it has shown itself to it can be the premier class in my opinion. Yeah. I, you know, I talked to some of the riders, some of your riders about it last week. You know, I think when, when we had the four fifties on, on the Springfield mile, the last time they were just kids that were just moving up to the ranks. Now in that class, you've got riders with so much experience. You've got some of the best riders that are out there in AFT in the singles class. So I'm, I'm not as worried about it now as I would have been say five or six years ago. Agreed. And the equipment's come a long way. I mean, you know, all the way from the last test they had there, we don't, these bikes we have now are, are nothing like that. If people knew the money we had in these motorcycles to compete at, at, at the top level in the singles class, no. Nah. I mean, you, if we can go to Oklahoma and, and, you know, bang gears wide open, right. we can go to, you know, you know, Sacramento and bang gears wide open. You know, that's – there's no there's no breakdowns. I mean, stuff can happen, don't get me wrong, but I think the equipment's come a long sure. way too. And like you said, the riders – think about it. Top to bottom in our class, there's so much talent. And – you know, we're going to have to police, we're going to have to police it a little bit. And I think that's where, you know, having Brian Smith on board this year is going to help a lot. You know, there's got somebody that guys can listen to. So I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, I think so too. And like, like you know, the more you race and the more these riders race and take notes and, and learn from their experiences, I think they're going to be just fine out there. And I think as teams make notes and, and like you said, the, the, the bikes get better, the manufacturers are more involved. We don't have the breakdowns we used to either. So I, I like what you're saying there. Um, and speaking as a team owner, again, are you happy with, with AFT and, and the second part of that question, what could AFT do better to work with you and with the teams? Uh, am I happy with AFT? Yeah, I am. I mean, you know, there, there's always stuff that I'm not going to agree with and, you know, they shouldn't, you know, give in to every single person in the sport. It's their sport, but is there some stuff I'm not happy with sometimes, but Overall, just looking forward, I think that, you know, they're in a tough position, man. I mean, they've got to get some more manufacturers in there. They've got to, you know, they've got to walk that line, you know, and that's that's a very difficult thing. I wouldn't want to be in their position. As far as me as a team owner, <laughs> right. the one they can, yeah. I mean, working with me better is just, you know, look, you know, it, it's, it's, they're working, they've listened. You know, we had meetings all last year. We've had meetings this year. You know, we've talked. And they listen. There's some of the stuff, like I said, I get. There's some of the stuff I don't get. Um, I don't run the sport. But, you know, I love the sport. I've been in here longer than most people think I have. But I've been around the sport mm-hmm. for a long, really all my life. And, you know, I know what works and don't work. And in business, it's the same way. So, AFT, um, to me, again, you know, they've made some great decisions this year, I think. And, there's some more to be made. And I think we'll just work on that all next year and see if we can help them. You know, we all got to be, we all got to be in this together, man, if we ever want this thing to make it. Yeah. And just, just to reflect back, you know, some of these people might not, not know if they didn't listen to you one year ago, you're a, you're a national champion and an amateur rider, but nonetheless, you've been in the sport since you were a kid. Yep. I have been in the sport since 1977. Right on. So I just wanted to give a little preference right there for people that don't realize how long you've been in the sport. Um, let's talk about TV. How important is a TV package to your team and to your sponsors and to help get new sponsors? Uh, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, that's, you know, one of the things that we've been able to land, we've got some terrific sponsorships, our best funded year ever. I and mean, we'll be one of the best funded teams in the paddock, not just not in singles class, but yeah, I mean, TV's huge, you know, and getting that, getting that recognition on TV and, you know, 
you know, getting your, you know, so that you can get your brand out there, even the online stuff. I think the online stuff is, is, is huge. You know, a lot of these younger generations, they're watching online, you know, so all of that stuff is just, you know, it all goes together and I've had to learn it. You know, I'm 52 years old. I didn't know nothing about none of this stuff. So, you know, I got Sammy right. helping me and, you know, Sammy helps me, you know, keeps that, all that stuff on and I've learned and learned and picked it up. And now I do, but to get sponsors, yeah, you got to have that. You got to have that package. So we got to give them the best show that that's available. And that's where we need to help AFT out. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, you, you mentioned some of the sponsors, and what I like too, Mike, is you're you're reaching people outside the motorcycle industry, like you know Progressive Insurance, United Reynolds, Seafoam on board this year, uh, New South Construction. So you're bringing in people, maybe that some of some of them haven't even seen flat track before. So you're reaching new eyes, and you're getting people to to maybe realize, uh, you know, it, it works both ways. You know, you're getting people from our sport to learn stuff about people that haven't been involved in our sport. Yeah. Funny thing is, remember up in Charlotte on that rain delay and you were over in the booth and I was in the uh, suite next to you. Remember I waved at you. Mm -hmm. Yep. All of those yep, people that absolutely. were in that suite, all those people in that suite yep. were the sponsors. So, wow. you know, yeah, That's I brought awesome. them to the racetrack and, you know, and I'll be honest with you, FT rolled the carpet out for them. Cameron really helped Great. with that. And yeah. And you know, they didn't get to see a race, but they got to get down in the pits and, you know, see what we're all about. And it's not just a bunch of, you know, backyard guys jumping on a track and going around in circles. There's, you know, there's, there's really something to the sport. And now that we're opening a few eyes, what people got to realize is, is all these sponsors that aren't in the sport, you know, and I've got Mission Foods this year. You know, that guy's, I mean, Mr. G is phenomenal. What a great guy. What a godsend yeah. to the, to the sport. But, you know, we got to, you got to give these guys a return on investment. So, the more and more we can help AFT do that as teams and work together, you know, I think that's what we're going to have to do because the sport ain't cheap, man. It takes a lot of money to run this teams. Uh, I, I hear you. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't want to see how many checks go out every week. I don't want to see any of that stuff. I, my, my head would explode. Okay. Um, but another sponsor that, that I heard is stepping into flat track for the very first time is Cortec leathers how excited are you to bring a new company that's already doing stuff, you know, leathers, but bringing them into flat track, man, those guys, uh, God, what a phenomenal bunch of guys, Scott and Andy and, um, some of their co-owners, man, those guys just really, I, we got to, we got to meet in Sacramento and, you know, we've, we've known people, you know, talked around, you know, talked through people to each other and then finally got to meet face to face and they got to come see and, you know, there's nothing like standing on that infield when them guys come by on the, you know, on the straightaway right there. So, you know, we kind of rolled out the carpet for them and those guys are taking a huge chance in the sport. They're in road racing already. They really mm -hmm. love flat track. These guys are, but they've been phenomenal to work with, man, to bring them on. is just, it's amazing. And, you know, they're already talking about next year. We're already talking about next year. So yeah, I, I just, you know, this first race in Volusia, man, it's just going to be, get all i've got just about every major sponsor coming we're going to roll out the carpet for them you know aft's rolling out the carpet for them and this is what i mean man this is how we can all work together you know it's uh it's just it's phenomenal it's phenomenal cortec and helmet house great bunch of guys great bunch of guys awesome yep i i agree awesome how, how you, you mentioned social media just a little bit and sammy sabedra does uh your socials but how important is it to have a social media presence on the team and what benefits have you seen as a result just from social media the most important 
It is the easiest, wow. cheapest. Yep. It is the most important way that you can get your riders out there. You can get your team out there. You can be seen and you have an audience and, you know, it's really not that much money, you know, um, and Sammy does a great job. I mean, I'm so glad that he, he helped me and, you know, came on board with us as, as my social media guy. And um, anybody else listening out there, you need to hire Sammy for that because he's turned some of these sponsors I've gotten. I've gotten because of the work Sammy's done on, you know, on, on the social media. And the first thing all these guys ask you, what's your social media, what's your engagements, you know, and all this stuff. And Sammy had to teach me those things. And then, you know, I really sat down and, and, and learned them. It is the most important thing to get your name out to a team. I mean, to a sponsor to get that money coming in and, but you have to continue doing it all year long. You have to stay on top of it. And in fact, when we went rider searching this year, Honda, all of my major sponsors, they all checked every rider social media. Wow. That's huge. Huge. I don't understand it, but okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. Cause we're, we're, I think you and I, I'm, I'm about to turn 50 and you and I are just like right at the edge of the social media thing. Like yep. I, I know it's on my phone. I know I can look at it. But that's it. <laughs> that's it. I ain't got exact. I'm that. Yeah. So I brought Sammy on there because I was really messing that up. <laughs> exactly. You you might as well step in with both feet. I mean, and like you said, it it it's, it's worth its weight in gold because it, it brings in new sponsors and it keeps their name out there in front of everybody every single day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another thing I kind of found out from uh, talking to your riders last week is. You stepped in and you got a personal trainer for the team. And so I guess you guys are pulling out all the stops this year. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's cool. Beth, man, you know, he brought that to the table. Um, got, uh, Jason Fuller with, uh, extreme involved. Um, I know he used to work with uh, Brad Baker and Jared and got him involved. And then, um, all of a sudden now Kenny's training. Uh, I haven't figured that one out yet. I think he thinks he's going to ride again, maybe. Um, but the worst part is I started training too. I mean, it was like, and then me and Kenny were talking the other day. They were like, what are we training for? <laughs> but I, I, it's just the vibe of the team, man. You know, it's like, I, you know, I feel like as an owner, if I don't show up in shape, well, you know, what example does that set? You know, Kenny's the same way. He's the rider coach. He's in charge of these guys. If he don't show up in shape, what examples that set? And it's just, that's just that vibe we got this year, man. Everybody's all in. I, I love it. I love it. So uh, this one kind of, this question kind of came to us from Sammy, who may or may not be listening at this point in this conversation, <laughs> but he, he wants to know who is the greatest Honda rider of all time. We're going to put you on the spot. The greatest Honda rider of all time. Yep. The greatest Honda rider of all time is Bubba Schobert. Well, all right. You know, you know what? When people talk about, you know, who's the greatest flat track of all time, he rarely comes up. But if, if if anybody would sit back and look at how short his career was, and how many races he won, and against who he beat every week, you'd have to put him up there near the top. Yeah, and I mean, you know, and then you, you know, of course, you got Ricky Graham, but mm -hmm. you, you know, it, I don't know if that, you know, I, I know. Hey, Sammy knows the history better than I do, but you know, that was the tail end of Honda being there. But Bubba, I'm sorry, man. Bubba's just, you know, I don't think, you know, I couldn't put him as number one flat tracker all the time because, you know, my guy, I feel like is number one of all time. That's Jay Springsteen. But, all you right. know, you know, Bubba, as far as a Honda rider goes, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Bubba. 
So we, we've known you to be quite the collector. As a matter of fact, that's how you got back <laughs> into the sport is buying stuff from the, the rookie class of 79. So uh -huh. uh, most of it's flat track memorabilia. I think there's probably some other stuff too. You got a lot of great stuff. What's your favorite piece of memorabilia that you have? <sighs> Man, that's, okay. So th th there's a three-way tie. There's a three-way tie. <laughs> All right. And there's a three-way tie, man, because I've got Jay Springs factory number one Harley leathers, his helmet and everything. That's my prize oh possession. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I got the helmet and the leathers, man, when he was number one. So, you know, that's that's way up there. Then I got my leathers that I used to have, and, you know, not to be conceited, but come on, man. You know, it's, it's still kind of cool. And then uh, mm -hmm. this – Last time we were in, in Richmond, um, I ended up, I got hackers leathers, which was great. Got his super trap leathers, but there was a um, gentleman there that sponsored me. Um, and his name's Bob Norfleet. He's on cycle and Suzuki, Billy Norfleet's his son, Billy Norfleet used to race too. And while we were at the track, yeah, we were at the track. We were all bidding on uh, Ricky Graham's leathers and I didn't get them, but I got a, Cycle Land Suzuki jacket from back when I raced for him. And dude, that just blew me away for all he did for me and for him to, you know, give me that and just took it. He took it right off his back and handed it to me. That's, uh, oh, wow. it's just pretty, yeah, man. It's, it's, you know, it's just an old windbreaker jacket, you know, from back in the, you know, late 70s. But for a heartstring tug, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I got so some I other got cool goosebumps. stuff. <laughs> I got goosebumps on top of goosebumps on top of goosebumps right now. So uh, I love that. You know, and, and you know who has a set of Ricky Graham's leathers is uh, the Bauman family. Uh, I was at their house in California quite a while ago, and, and they have a set of Ricky's number three leathers. And I just, I was Ooh. drooling. I mean, I was like, Ooh. I was like, you better lock them things up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually got in a bid war at the track with me, Robbie, Bobby, and Tim Essen. <laughs> Wow! And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim won. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, it's all I bowed out say. gracefully. Yeah, I right bowed now. out. I bowed out gracefully. <laughs> yeah. So, so you mentioned the the jacket off somebody's back, and um, I think the last time we had you on, you guys had those retro Honda jackets on uh, somewhere down in Florida, and everybody got to see them. I think it was at the Winter Throwdown last year. But yep. that brings me to this question: uh, Every time I'm around Sammy Sabedra. He's got a badass Turner hat, Turner racing hat on or something like that. Everybody asks him, where'd you get that hat? Where can I get one? So <laughs> when are we going to see some merch? Damn it. <laughs> we will actually have merch this year. We will actually have merch this year. Um, it's all being made right now. We're trying to get, we're trying to get it ready for before, before that we're going to have two different sets. So um, we are going to put together some stuff that, um, the team stuff like that has Turner racing all over and all that stuff will be sold by us. We'll have our own, uh, Instagram page and website. We're all working on that. And then, um, Honda and progressive has some merch together and it's going to be sold at rookie 79's tent and all proceeds will go to rookie 79. That is cool. I like that. And I, and I can't wait, man. I'm serious. Uh, I was, I stayed at Sammy's house, you know, uh, a few weeks ago and went up there for the ice race and I, I, I damn near ended up with the Turner hat in my bag and I don't, I don't know what happened, but it's not, it's not in my bag. Well, brother, all you got to do is ask buddy. When you next time you're at the track, I'm going right. to pull one right in your, I'll pull one right in your hand. Sounds good. I appreciate it. 
um, man, and, and and we can't we can't leave and and let you go without asking a, a question from Graham. And Graham's always been a Honda fan, but her Honda rider was Ricky Graham, not not you know not Bubba Schobert, but she loves Bubba too. But uh, she got a question for you, and, and she said uh, you seem like such a very laid back team owner. Uh, but she wants to know what is one rule that every one of your riders must follow, or one thing that all your riders must follow. They, the one rule, the one rule is don't give up. Don't give up. We have crew in that been in there that's traveling and going with those guys. If they give up, you just letting those guys down. It's not fair to those guys. Um, as long as they don't give up, we're not going to give up. We got their back 100%, but go out there, give me your best every time. You won't ever hear anything from me. And you know, that's basically it, man. I am pretty laid back when it comes to this. It's uh, This is an enjoyment for me, and I love the sport. I love being able to give these kids some opportunities. But the one thing you can't do is quit. If you go out on that track and you give up, no matter how bad the motorcycle is, no matter how bad anything is, you give up, I'm done. That's right. it. I like it. I, I, I guess I've never had anybody answer that question that way. So it's 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 refreshing, and, and I love how you never hold anything back, and, and I love that answer. Um, I guess before I let you go, too, i gotta I got to ask you about goals for 2022. Um, are there any particular tracks you're looking forward to, a couple of new ones on the circuit? Um, and then what's the long-term goal for 22? Longer, to, to, you know, I mean, obviously it's to win the championship, um, get chased that rookie of the year. Um, those are the two biggest things for us. Um, have all the guys, you know, we'd like to have all the guys in the top five, all guys with wins. The biggest goal for us that would mean the most for me is all three of my riders on the podium at one time. That's mm -hmm. something we've been chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. And I'd like to give that to the Honda boys. They've been with me, for, you know, these last, you know, last year and we signed a two year deal this past year. So I've got all the riders signed to two year deals, but Starting off, let's get that, you know, obviously the most important thing is to win the championship, get those three, get, get chased that rookie of the year. And then I want to all three riders on there. And I got to tell you, I got to go back to the track. I'm looking forward to the most is Springfield, the mile. The one I hate that we didn't go back to was Oklahoma. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I you love know, it, that it track. Took a yeah, and it took a hiatus, you know, for a little while too. So I'm I'm not ruling it out like it like we're never gonna come back. But I would like to see Oklahoma State back on there because I'm particular, or you know, because it's my backyard. You know, I wanna Heck I wanna yeah. make sure that right. We got some flat track here. Um, we talked about you know some of your new sponsors, some of your corporate sponsors outside the industry. I know there's a a, a big list, and and I don't want you to forget anybody. But do you want to thank anybody besides the ones we've talked about? Oh yeah, man. I mean, listen, I can go down the list. I know them by heart now. Um, you know, we got to thank American Honda, um, just believing in us. Um, Al Lamb with, um, Dallas Honda, cause he helped put it all together. He believes in us, man. You know, those guys are big supporters of ours. Progressive, Progressive Insurance and Todd, those guys are phenomenal. Uh, coming on board this year with Mission Foods, those guys, Mr. G and Satish, I mean, I, I just can't thank them enough. You got Helmet House now with, with their Cortec brand. They, they also, have the Shoei deal. They, um, they're the biggest importer. They are the distributor for Shoei helmets in America. You got United Rentals coming back on board. We got uh, Brad Benson with Seafoam. He came on board. We got Castor Oil. You know, my guy over there, he came on board. Um, 
you know, one after the other, uh, Taipan, which is AIM Sports, is ECUs. They've come on board. These are, I mean, it just, the list just goes on and on and on. Uh, we got, you know, a new battery sponsor. We got zero gravity batteries. We got Renthal on, on, on this year. The list just goes on on team masonry, man. My uncle and my dad and me, we all own masonry companies. We teamed together this year. So we're going to be team masonry this year. You're going to see that on a lot of our products. Those guys are, you know, mm-hmm. especially my uncle, my dad, they all, their sons raced. I mean, my uncle's sons raced that my cousins did. My dad, obviously he's, you know, he's in, he's in turn racing with me. Those guys are going to be on there. And, you know, now we got gut seats. We got, you know, R9 designs. They came on board, you know, as far as putting all the graphics on the bikes, um, Bob, that was bake shop. He, I mean, you got to see, wait till you see our steel shoes, Scotty, you're going to love them. Bob's Bake Shop powder coated all of our stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, what you call it? Uh, the guy, um, Jamie over at uh, Blue, uh, Blue Moon Custom painted all of our helmets. Uh, dude, those guys, all these guys just mm-hmm. going in with us. It's just phenomenal, man. And I can't thank them enough. Um, and of course, SNS, man. SNS from year one has been helping us. And those guys, they keep stepping up their game with us. And, uh, you know, we really want to get them some, you know, recognition this year too, because they do a lot for our, you know, for this sport. Man, I, I, I appreciate you coming on, and, and good things come to good people, and I think it's just snowballing for you. I love, I love your lineup. I love the team. The addition of Kenny Coolbeth, you know, Bigelow's been a rock for you, and I'm expecting great things for you this season. And, and thanks for coming on the podcast, Scotty. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, dude. And uh, you just keep up the good work, bud. I can't wait to see you at the track, man. Thank you for everything. Mike Turner, ladies and gentlemen. That was a good one. I no, like that. No, it was a great one. <sighs> yeah, okay. It was Tell a great me, one. If I had to choose an, an interview to go out on, it's a Mike Turner interview, I gotta tell you. That dude's okay. a straight shooter. Um, like, no punches pulled. Hell of an interview. Uh, and, dude, he is stoked about this year, for sure. You could tell. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I want to say thanks to Sammy Sabedra giving us a few questions. Uh, Sammy does do the social media for the Turner Racing Honda team. Does a great job. I know it's a lot of work. I stayed with Sammy a few weeks ago, and and it's there's a there's a Facebook post, there's Instagram posts, there's in, there's stories that have to be done. He searches and finds music that will try try to tie into the post. He has to make the sponsors happy, so he has to do different things for different sponsors. It's, it's a job in itself, and Sammy does a wonderful job. And you heard Mike say it is the number one thing for his sponsors. Yeah, it's a big deal, man. Um, and it's not just what he does for his current riders, um, the content from the sponsors and everything. He does some really cool, and as always done, some amazing historic content as well. One of the first things I'll never forget when I saw um, Sammy's social was him posting old race clips. And I remember, like, oh, yeah. I, I, was, I messaged you that day. I was like, who the hell is this guy? They, like it's it's <laughs> awesome. Like the way he's able to bring you back and put you in that space and tell that story. Right. Um. I don't think there's anybody in this series that does a better job of that. Just saying. I, I mean, good I, stuff. I like I like they're they're for a little while. Like he went through a bunch of novices for a little while. Like a, a, a novice, bam, 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 and then then the next a day or two later, he went through a whole bunch of juniors and and the memory on that on that guy. I know I know there's some looking up and stuff you have to do, but. Uh, you know, for for the the history of flat track, you got to throw him up there with with the likes of Burt Sumner, the history amigos. I think I think he knows more about it than I do. You know, I can maybe talk about it. He can he can put it all into words on social media. So it's a different it's a different look 
but it's awesome. I love it. And I'm, I'm glad Sammy's a, a, a good friend of mine. I met him in 1993, and we're still really good friends. Yeah, and I mean, we you do that uh, send it to Sammy stuff. Like, the people that think they're just sending something and he's, like, putting it in a box somewhere. No. Oh, no. This guy celebrates every piece of memorabilia this guy finds. I mean, to, he collects dirt at tracks and puts it away. Like, he loves, like, he is one of the most passionate, Hard, if not the hardcore. most passionate person i've ever seen hardcore uh, with this hardcore sure. he's a great dude shout out great Love dude so so yeah that was a great podcast again thanks sammy um it was nice nice to have mike on here before the season started he was on almost one year ago he's on february or, or yeah it was february 6th last year so yeah. uh just uh, one year ago so it was good to have him back on uh it is your final lap your final episode is there anything you want to end the note on or end the night on you here, how about I ask you a few questions, a couple questions. Do you have a favorite episode? I'm putting you on the spot right there because we didn't talk about this beforehand. But is there a favorite episode that you have that sticks out? Oh, man. Um, I know. I know, right? No heads up at all on that one, huh? Nope, nope. Do I have to pick one? Top three. I, I can't I, I can't even pick three I, off hey, the top of my dude, head. It's I, like picking I your mean, favorite kid, even though I don't have any kids. Right. Um, all right, all right. I, I don't know any anyone with Graham. Right. I think uh, I think Graham's is is, yeah. is probably the best for me. Um, okay. I don't know. I mean, dude, there's that's one thing. Two hundred sixteen to pick from, dude. I know, <laughs> and I mean, I, I've spent some time going going back through them. Uh, the very first one's pretty special to me because uh, I don't yeah. know. I kind of started all this, so um, that's that's super awesome. The hundredth one was pretty cool. Uh, yours is pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I, shit, man, it, it's tough to pick just one. All right, I got you. We'll, we'll take that. All right. So you, you you worked for American Flat Track for two seasons. Went to every race for those, but then these last couple of seasons, we kind of got you out of your box and you kind of went to some non-national events we got you to flat out friday we got you to the dairyland classic you stopped by castle rock on your own there was not a race going on but you've got on your box a little bit you went to lima non-national event yeah uh you know there's some other races that you went to that weren't nationals um when you think about flat track uh tell me one one particular event one weekend that that just stands out for you i mean uh, does anything stand out like one one weekend that was just the best time ever or the best races ever? Anything like that stand out? Man, those are putting tough. you on the spot again. <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, my very first Daytona short track. Um, my very first race. All right. Like when you first started with American Flat Track? Yeah. All right. That was exciting. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Getting, getting emotional over there, Carter. No. I just uh, yeah. smelled something funny. It's made my eyes. <laughs> supposed to say that until you're off the air. It's all good. Um, no, the first one, man. It's uh, uh, It was the first time I ever saw it in person. Um, so uh, that was and that was and, and that's when the fish hook went in. Right there. Well, to be fair, I mean, the very first one that I saw was the one moto show up in uh, in Oregon. Uh, that was the first time I ever saw it in person, really. Okay. Davis Fisher right. and Brad Baker and Sammy Hobbert were all out there. Um, but the first national was super special. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. I, I was definitely 
the fact that I was part of that broadcast and like helped um, start that. That whole it's crazy. Part of it. it was. It was it's crazy. I mean, there was there was a lot of things in motion there before I came in. I didn't by any means uh, start anything. This was this ball was rolling well before I, sh- I came along. But to me, that was a special one because that was the first one I was a part of. So, um, but there's there's so many, dude. Like each one that we went <clears> to <throat> last year was like that Daytona short track because it wasn't um, it wasn't a national um, it was a first time right. that a lot of those have been covered in that way um, so that's what I loved about last year um, that we were able to do left, was, left out yeah, yeah. Is, is we we, it. we were the first to go to those and cover them like that I think for a lot of different races that people hadn't seen so um, that, that was beyond special for me man each one of those um, Lodi um, Dairyland, uh, all those man. Uh, square, square deal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, shit, Medina, all those. Uh, it was it was really special to me. Um, and dude, like you you saw me, or anybody saw me at, at those tracks. <laughs> they knew out. I was on cloud nine. I mean, even Flat right. Friday, man. That wasn't like a dirt track. Um, I was running around like a kid in a candy store because it was it was heaven for me to. Remember. And cover that and bring that to people. So, um, so yeah, all those. I don't. It's tough, man. I can't pick it. I know. Yeah, I know. putting you on the spot right there. Um, What's this next? What one? was? I can't. I don't know how many questions <laughs> I can deal with like this. I, I know you're getting you're getting emotional. I understand it because that checkered flag's waving. You can see it in front of you. But it's all good. Um, I was trying. I was trying to think about something technical, but I, I, I at this point right now, I don't know what all is technical behind the scenes, but what what's something that you picked up on doing this podcast that you didn't know before we started doing it? Like maybe something behind the scenes, like I don't even, you've done a lot of stuff, you've taught a lot of people how to do things. You, yeah. You had a, a little different feel to to it. You know, like like when I, when I, when I think about fun and, and different stuff, I think about Thunder. He has a whole different perspective on the sport. You, you do too, Carter, um, but is it something like, your, your, your footage, the way you get footage? Is it the way the way you post things? I mean, is there something that stands out that, that you really have taken a liking to doing mm. in our sport? I mean, I can talk a little bit about, I mean, obviously, personally, I think for me, it's confidence. Um, I've, I've found confidence where I didn't have it before. Um, the way that I've approached everything since I've been at Flat Track is the way that I approached most of my professional career. I wasn't I didn't come into broadcast and try to be the best broadcaster or have the mess, most snazziest equipment. My role um, throughout my broadcast career has been to take an idea or a process and find the most efficient, cheapest way to do it. Not because I'm cheap, but just because that was the, those were the roles I was put in across my whole career. Um, so when I parted ways with AFT and I had nothing, um, but I still wanted to tell stories and be involved I sat with myself and I was like how are we going to do this how am I going to do this and audio podcast was like made the most sense I mean I'm not the first to do a podcast um it was uh it first started to do a flat track podcast it's it started a lot because of a lack of, of resources for me um and I, I when I, I look at I look at a situation and I don't think what's the best way to do this what's the best quality I can deliver. Although I always want to deliver quality, I say, what do I have and how can I make that work? And I think being able to do that across every project that I've done, 
not just flat track. And that's the thing is everybody that hears me on this podcast, they just know flat track Chris Carter. I've been doing this right, throughout my right. career. Um, gotcha. And I've had an amazing, amazing, uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunities I've had uh, and the projects I've been able to work on because they are groundbreaking stuff. And it's not going to light the world on fire with quality. It's not the high, like I said, but it does change things uh, and it causes paradigm shifts in a lot of the ways that people look at content, the way they consume content, the way they tell stories and I'm not, right. like I said, I didn't invent any of this stuff. I just found myself in a situation where I wanted to do a thing. I didn't have the resources and uh, that's kind of how I, I landed into this. And dude, like we did a little silly, silly audio podcast that you were in that room next door on what? <laughs> a little video recorder? A little voice recorder? And now we're yeah, doing a weekly so. podcast with video, like all this stuff, like the technology falls right. into place and you don't always have and to have the most snazziest equipment to tell stories. Right. This is, this is a uh, cheap microphone from Best Buy that plugs in <laughs> my Mac and I've got, I've got a, another microphone that plugs into my phone that I, you know, if I take stuff to the track and, and you make do and, you know, I think it all comes out great. We, we've done a great job and. And uh, but before we before we sign off here too, another thing that I want to say thanks for besides the podcast, um, the the pit walk. Um, yeah, man, that's that another so example fun. right there, dude. Like we didn't have we didn't have anything crazy. Um, right. I didn't even like. I mean, I could have. I could have said here, give me ten thousand dollars for a camera and uh, somebody like. <laughs> but that's not gonna happen, right? Right. Like that right. pit walk never would have happened if if. I didn't have something I needed to do in limited resource. And I said, screw it. Like I grabbed that phone. I went out there and and I did it. Um, We, we, we did it. Well, and and I think that's the thing, (laughs) the takeaway, right? Is, you know, you sit there as a rider, you sit there as a team and you're like, I'm spending all the money on the bike and and I don't have the resources to do this bullshit. You have everything you need. Like, honestly, this damn iPhone in your pocket Mm -hmm. is everything you need nowadays. So use it. Tell your story. That's the biggest reason why I'm stepping away is I've never done that personally myself. So I'm going to take some time. I'm going to tell my story. Okay. There you go. And it's not that I can't do both at the same time. It's just I want to dedicate right. 100% of my time and effort into myself because I've never there done that in my first 40 years. So um, I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is, is that I was never confident enough to do that. I never thought my story was important enough. But this has given me that. And uh, that's, your, that's, that's what your I'm turn. doing. So yeah, right on, right on. Well, I had <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you the Dave Despain question, but I don't want you to, to to lose it on me and and do anything. But dude, I'm not going to lose it. Got- it's all good. I'm in a good place. <laughs> what the one right, am I most so proud couple, of? Hold on a second. There's a couple people who said uh, some messages on here. Uh, Tim okay. Reardon says hello and says thank you, Tracy Chris. Jones heads blows Tracy up. Tracy Jones throw up the, the sunglasses out yeah, there. Dude, Tim, and I appreciate Cynthia, it, man. Cynthia, yeah, I was chatting with Tim earlier, like. That's another thing I just want to get out um, out, of, out of the way and say, man, like the conversations that I've had with people in the direct messages in, in private, um, I appreciate it beyond words. Um, it, it's meant so much to me, the people that I've met. And I'm like I say, time and time again, I'm not dying. I'm, I'm going to be around. Um, <laughs> we hope not. And, and what people have said, well, we're all going to die someday. I don't know anybody that's made it out alive. Um, not yet. But, uh, but yeah, the... I'm not dying. I'm, I'm still here as, as a friend for everybody just because I'm not doing flat track podcasts or, or weekly content uh, in flat track doesn't mean that I'm not around as Chris Carter. I'm always here. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, like I said, I, I didn't, 
never made myself a priority in 40 years. I like that I'm doing that now. And the more I do it, the more I want to do it. Um, and it's not that I don't love it. Uh, obviously, you can tell by, by me not even being able to get through these silly questions. And they're not silly questions. Um, <laughs> that I'm passionate about it. Um, you can tell right. by the way that I've done what I've done in four years that I care about. Um, so at least I think you can. Uh, so it's not a lack of love for it. Um, and I will continue to love it. And I'm going to be on the chat, the sidelines cheering just as loud as I ever did when I'm on the damn podcast. So, um, you haven't seen the last of me, but I'm, it's just as far as this capacity, I I got a hundred percent on this guy. So at this point, I don't plan to make it out to any, I would, I'd hate to miss castle rock. Um, so maybe I can figure out something to get out to that one. Um, just with, you know, uh, with the tie in to CC, I mean, that's what brought me into this. Um, right. aside from, uh, AFT, uh, itself and, is what brought me into it. And so tour Drake has a lot to do with that race. Happening. I know Brad Baker has a lot to do with that race happening. So that's I think that'd it, be a good one for you to it, come it's to. It's going to be, it's going to be one hell of a party. It's going to be one hell of a race. That, ab- absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so so let's let's wrap up your uh, checkered flag oh, lap boy. with with Dave Despain's question. What are you most proud of? I mean, it doesn't have to be the podcast. It doesn't have to be, you know. I don't know. I don't know that I asked you that whenever I interviewed you on the podcast. I don't, I don't remember asking you that. I don't know but. if you did. Um, and it, and it'd probably be a completely different answer right now. Anyway, right, right. Because um, I'm blind signing you. I think it's. Uh, I think I'm most proud of and, and grateful for being in a position to be able to inspire others. Uh, I mean, there's there's so much, man, and, and it's hard to put the finger on one thing. Um, but I mean, i grateful for the two years that I had uh, with the series uh, to travel the circuit and see all the amazing tracks, meet all the amazing humans involved in the sport. Uh, the seven years I had prior uh, in racing, uh, just... I mean, anything that led me to NASCAR uh, to get my race, the love for racing started. Uh, Great. I'm just grateful for it all, man. To be in a position, even after I parted ways with AFT, to inspire you to do this, um, to to have a relationship with everybody in the community, to to trust you and trust me enough to come on and tell their stories. Uh, to be able to build a platform for others to come on and tell their stories um, and and show people that you don't have to have a crazy budget or a lot of different things uh, that you think you have to have to be able to tell your story. Um, Just inspiring others is something that I've found brings me joy. Um, And I've been able to do it here with you uh, for 217 episodes now. And you're going to continue to go on and, 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 do that in this space, man. And I'm proud that I was able to help build this for you. Uh, and that you have something now that you can call your own. Uh, and I can't wait to see what you do with it, man. Honestly, a lot of the messages that I've gotten have been in regards to inspiration. Um, and, uh, the fact that, you know, just me doing this has inspired anybody blows my mind. Um, but you see it. I mean, you see, and I didn't invent, again, I didn't invent any of this, but the fact that I'm able to do this in, in the way that I'm doing it uh, without a crazy budget, um, just me and you, or sometimes just me, me and you and Sammy with left out, like, I think that's inspirational to some people because they don't think they could have done it. And 
as much as you think I am like a crazy tech savvy dude. I couldn't have done it. I promise you. I couldn't have done it without you. You could have. I, I, would I, wouldn't, have. I wouldn't have done it without you. Exactly. You, you, you've done this as, way before you, you found me. I just said, <laughs> hey, like this guy is pure flat track, and he needs to have a bigger platform. And I put a mic in front of your face and said, we're going to do this outside of the track. And now you have this. I mean, it's, I, think, I think that's it, man. Like, uh, everything that I've done is to inspire people and help people tell their story. So the fact that I'm able to do that and the fact that I'm able to inspire others to maybe tell their story, I think that's that's what I'm most proud I, of and that's what I'm going to go do right now. So The, the one that comes to mind right, right, right away? What? Rhonda Waters and what she's Dude, doing. I that's, that's, I that's you inspired her. I don't know how much you taught her when you were up there, but just walking her through some things and, and, and helping her out. I don't know how much she how much help she really need. Maybe she just needed to have the confidence like well, you had thing, to like, when you started this. You I, know, I, I can't take credit for everything because everybody has that in them. Like Ray Rizzo, look what he's doing now on on amazing, social, right? Like, um, yep. everybody has it in them. Like everybody has a story. Most of the time, people don't think that it's a good enough one to tell, or they don't know how to tell it. And I think that's right. my gift. I'm able to sit down with somebody and be like, "Who are you?" And just bullshit for a little bit. Talk to somebody and say, right. tell that story. Tell it this way. Like, And I'm not the first person to do that. I just have <laughs> done it enough. And I am genuinely interested in humans enough to pull that out of them. And call me crazy or what, but I think it's all awesome. I think everybody's story is amazing. And it's not just fun. like, that's the thing is, like I said, you didn't know Chris Carter before I came to Flat Track. But I'm just this, like passionate about everything that I do. You can put me in the middle of anywhere with some crazy people that have never met and I'll be like, what's your story? That's cool. And then I want to tell that story. Like I just wanted to do it in flat track the past five, six years. And I've been fortunate enough to do it on a lot of different levels. So, um, I don't know. I, it's like it, me being me isn't going to end. I'm just going to be as crazy and silly to go and do, go doing that. And, and, but I wanted to focus that energy on me and tell my story in some weird way. So, um, I don't have a crazy weird story, but I think some people might want to hear it now. So, and not because of this, and it's not going to be all flat track. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I want to be when I grow up. In a lot of ways, so I think, uh, and uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see where it goes, man. So tune in. It's not the. Uh, you can follow me on all the socials. It'll be fun to watch. I don't know what the hell's going to happen next. So we'll see. <laughs> it's going to get crazy. Yeah, I might go golfing for a little bit. That's an opportunity. What? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Not going right. to be as exciting as motorcycles, but I it's a four-letter word. That's for sure. What's that? I don't know if you've ever. I don't know if you, it. Golf is a four-letter word. I learned that when I first started playing it. It looks easy on TV, just like flat track looks easy on TV until you go out there and do it. And then you're like, holy. You know what I love about cow. it? You can't blame anybody four, but yourself. That's true. That's true. I love that. And, and I think that's and, the mindset and, I'm in right now. In golf, there's no such thing as a perfect round. You know, you, you can always mm. keep learning too. I mean, I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm terrible at golf. I love it. It's a hard sport, but I'm so competitive that I hate it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? You hit one good shot in a whole round where you might hit 103 shots, but one shot Dude, will make you go back you the, the next ball, time. Right? You're like, oh, I can do this. Wow. I, I can it. hit the ball. And you, yeah, exactly. you hit it wrong like a million more times just to <clears> hit it right that one time. Man. The strive for consistency. That's what I want to. There you, out go. There, but there you go. 
Who knows, man? Right that uh, could be an opportunity. It's been one I've been trying to do for a while, but um, something big just happened to come along about days ago. So I'm hoping for that. And uh, got a Good. couple other things that works. Like I, I didn't have anything like a week ago, but now I have like five or six different opportunities. And that's what we were Good. talking about earlier. One door closes, right. five more open. So. Good. I don't know, Good man. For you. Yeah, it's uh, damn, you got me with those at the end, dude. You didn't set me up for any of that. Um, I didn't. We yeah. didn't talk it over. It's not in our notes, but uh, I'm glad we. I'm glad we did that. Um, thanks for everything. Yeah. Uh, thanks for 217 amazing episodes, and uh, hopefully I do you proud when this uh, continues on. You're gonna. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully I can get some sleep be- before I do my next one because uh, awful nervous about it already. Dude, Try not to think about it until I get back from Florida. What do we tell everybody when we call them on the phone? It's just, just a, a conversation with Scotty. Just a phone conversation with Scotty. And you know Scotty better than anybody. <laughs> so you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be yeah, good. That, guy, that, guy's, that guy's weird. And uh, if you ever need a pep talk, you got my number. If you ever need to have a question about how to set up Skype. Right. right. You're making my armpits sweat. You're making you me nervous already. Just thinking about it. Rate, Come on, man. By the way, either. I'm just kidding. I know. I can't I can't afford you. Uh, thanks to all of our patrons. Thanks 100%. to all of our uh, listeners for 217 episodes with me and Carter. Uh, it will continue. It may be a week or two, a uh, couple of weeks, until I get back from Florida and get the ball rolling again. But uh, thanks again to all our patrons. And, and hopefully the people that tuned in that haven't seen the intro-outro part that we do today, I uh, hope you liked it. I'm going to try to do something similar in the future when uh, episode 218 comes out. Uh, but we appreciate that, and uh, I know I do definitely appreciate it, and I appreciate you, Carter. I appreciate you too, man. And like and I said, for, for everybody that's asked me this, we are still friends. We're not getting divorced. Dude, you're my brother. We're going to remain dude, friends. You, you that's are, right. dude. That's you, right. You are forever one of my best friends, if my, not my best friend. So, yeah, that's, that's exactly. out there, and that's genuine. Anybody watching this can see that shit's real, so right. don't doubt that's it. No, there's no no bad blood, no love loss. I know. Um, right. You might be a little bummed. I'm a little bummed. Uh, well, yeah, I, I was caught off guard, at when, honestly, when, when you told me you were walking away. I was a little pissed off. We didn't talk for a week or so because I felt like <laughs> yeah, I got broken. that was the break, by the way. There was, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm fine talking I felt like about I got, it. I don't know how much deeper I, fe- I, I felt like it. I got divorced or, or 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 something. I don't know what I felt. But I then felt I sent like you what, a three-page email explaining where I was yeah, at. Yeah, hold on a second. You still have it? Uh, <laughs> you printed yeah. it out, too. I love it. One. Maybe yeah. maybe that'll be a fun little video yeah. we'll make down the road. We'll like, I'll yeah. I'll read it. Oh, maybe I'll just read it. No, it's it, it's. I'm, a, I'm gonna wallpaper it in in the restroom right Whatever, there. So dude. when you're standing, when you're. <laughs> Whatever. No, it. <laughs> but that's. I mean, I wanted you to make sure that you knew no, but, that but I it fucking was, loved you. But it was tough. It was no, tough that we were shutting it down. Yeah. It, was, it was tough that we were shutting it down. It was or tough for you both were walking of us. away. Whatever, whatever. But yeah, it was tough. But uh, yeah, so that's why I didn't talk to you for a week. So. <laughs> well, I'm glad we can laugh about it now. And like I said, it means the world to me that you kind of, you kind of, kind of gave in and gave me, gave me a farewell. Whatever, so whatever. Right, um, whatever. Uh, right, Tim, Tim Reardon said, "See you in Lake City. I'll see everybody in Lake City. Uh, whoever shows up, uh, I'll be there. I can't wait. It's a new track for me. New track for uh, Steve Nace." Short track on Thursday, which was yesterday when this comes out. But for you folks watching live, Thursday short track All Star race is Friday. Uh, All Star, I'm sorry, Vintage Amateur Half Mile on Saturday. Then we move on down to Volusia. So it's getting ready to get busy. I got five days in a row for Steve Nace, and then a couple days off, and then two days of American Flat Track at Volusia Speedway Park. Not jealous. Yep. Cough drops in hand. In hand. Got your honey. Got your got honey, honey. honey. 
Got my honey over here. We yeah. got hot tea ready to go. I'm packing up. Uh, me and Fast Eddie are leaving tomorrow. Thanks, are we just going to keep talking so we don't have to end this? No. I love you, Carter. Uh, I love you too, bro. It's been a hell of a ride. And right. uh, I'll see you down the road. You, won't, you haven't seen the last of Carter, for sure. I love the sport way too much to stay away forever. So, we'll Promise? See at some point. Promise? Promise? I don't make promises. I don't know if I could keep, but yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'll be around. And you can follow me. You can just hang out and see what the hell I'm up to. Uh, I might not have anything interesting for you here for the next couple of weeks, but uh, I guarantee there'll be something coming around the corner here before too long. So, Brat, Brat's going to miss your cousin, Carter. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I'll see awesome. you down the road too, BB. All right. Baby. Baby. Sounds good. Baby. Right, baby. It's been real. It's all right. been fun. And Thanks it's all been patrons. real fun. There you go. Thanks, Chris. Talk to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> that was weird like that was a weird give me a solid one so i can buy carter or, wait what do we usually do smash that like see button. ya smash oh, that you like do button. that you want to do it you want to do it for the last time sure why not smash <laughs> that like button so come on man laughing over it <laughs> smash that like button yes tell all your friends tell all of your friends listen to our podcast where you find your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, yes. all over the place. Yeah. SoundCloud. Yep. I'm out. Thanks, everybody. Peace. 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 Good luck to you, brother. I, I hate to see you go, man. Uh, you know, it's been enjoyable listening to you on your podcast and stuff and getting to hang around you, man. And I hope to see you again, brother. Hope everything goes good for you, pal. Yeah. Just going to say we're going to miss you, man. That's all.